Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the senses have... It's 2100 Eastern Time. You know what that means. We're live, lit, and on the air. It is time for the gathering in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern known as Radio Contra Sons of Liberty Live. And it is very good to be with all of you once more out there for your uh, weekly dose of two hours of debauchery, sanity, and uh, talking a little reason on the air. And of course, I am joined by some of my esteemed co-hosts in here, extraordinaire. Uh, drinks are, you call it, and tonight, tonight I am sipping on a rather marvelous wine that I was drinking last night on the Privy Council as well and uh man i'm gonna tell you spanish wine spanish wine is horribly horribly underrated you know when you think of fine wines you know we we think of uh italy of course and france and um you know and 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 of course good rieslings that come from germany and uh i was informed while I was out in Wyoming, that that uh, there's a wonderful Riesling that is made in Switzerland that uh, I had no idea. Uh, I had absolutely no idea. But uh, Spanish wines, Spanish wines are, are incredibly available and usually fairly inexpensive. Um, you know, and, and I think that they punch way above their weight class. And so you can enjoy some some really fine ones. Uh, I am sipping right now a Campo Viejo. Uh, let me pull the bottle up right here. Campo Viejo Rioja. Um, and uh, man, this is, a, this is a 2020 vintage and um, just really, really enjoying this thing. Uh, so I know um, sometimes it's a... a just a, a little bit out of character. People really don't take me for a wine guy. And I know uh, typically I'm a, I'm a bourbon, a scotch, a fine rum, and occasionally a really good beer guy. But uh, every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll get on a little bit of a wine kick. Good, good, very good red wine. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you, it's uh, in the comments. Primo Ocho saying, raise your pinky. No, no, I'm not that guy. Uh, not that kind of guy at all, but I do enjoy the complexity of flavors. And uh, I think that the, the Spanish wines, again, are criminally underrated, criminally underrated. Uh, 
uh, that, that people really, oh man, I, I just really wish that they, they got more recognition that they deserve because, you know, I've had plenty of Italian wine. I've had some, some great Italian wines. Um, and one of the, the best wines I've ever had, believe it or not, believe it or not, came from Georgia, the country, Georgia. And I had no idea that, that they even had a, a real winemaking tradition um, in the Coscuses and the Northern Coscuses. Uh, and, but it, apparently they do. I know that they make plum brandy, uh, Armenian plum brandy is really incredible stuff. Uh, Southern Russian plum brandy is incredible as well, but I had no idea that they made wine, uh, but they do. And, and it's really good stuff. But anyhow, um, I've had Grecian wine, Macedonian wine, uh, so on and so forth. And man, it's, it's, it's just good stuff. But, 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 uh, a nice evening. Enjoying it with all of you in here, of course. It has been a marvelous month, a wonderful month. And I want to talk about BrushBeater.store real quick. So we have the 4th of July sale that is going on right now with promo code FREEDOM in all caps at checkout. And that is a 10% discount on everything in the store. Uh, 10% discount top to bottom, whatever it is, whether you're, you're buying radio connectors, whether you're buying glasses, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, and that is, that is my 4th of July sale. And I want to, I want to talk real quick as my co-hosts are getting in here. Um, of course, we've got a lot of things to, to dive into tonight. The SCOTUS decision, we're going to be talking a, bit, a little bit about current developments in Ukraine, Belarus, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little into BroVet um, shenanigans, maybe if, if we end up having time for it, um, and, and some of the, the back and forth that, uh, nonsense that I've seen online and I'm just kind of fed up with it, but I want to tell y'all a, a little bit about, um, brushbeater.store, this community, all of us, this, this community. And, and, and I want to, I, I really want to share this is very, very important to me. Um, you know, the store has performed way, way beyond anything that I ever could have imagined. Um, I had a very close friend who called me uh, a couple of days ago and, and we were talking a little bit and he said, you know, it, 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 he said, all joking aside, you know, you're you're kind of in a position to do Radio Shack should have done 20 years ago and they'd still be in business. And, um, you know, I was, I was really honored by that compliment. Um, that's something that I thought that the, the community really needed um, is, is something specific for communications. You know, this, um, this community has complained very loudly to me, and, and you're not incorrect about this, about, you know, Amazon and, and problems with Amazon and not wanting to support them and so on and so forth. Um, and you know, I have an Amazon affiliate account and everything, but I don't, I don't really do much with it anymore. Uh, but all of those things, all of your support, right. Has enabled us to get to where we are now has enabled the things that, that we're able to do now. And we're about to kick it into high gear. Um, I've got a lot more equipment that's coming. I've got a lot more equipment that's coming next week is, is really going to be something. And it's not limited to radios, by the way, uh, last night on, on the Privy council, I was talking about, 
um, night vision and I've, I've finalized the deal with a night vision company. Uh, we we're going to be offering night vision thermal and, and I've got a brand new to the market IR laser that's going to be unveiled next week. Uh, so it, it is inbound now and, and it's going to be coming in, in, in limited numbers. Um, but for, for now, because it's, it's a new product and, and, um, but it's, it's a really exciting one. And I think that this is, this is going to be a game changer for, uh, a lot of folks out there. You know, you're talking about, uh, a sub thousand dollar IR invisible laser that is American made and is mill spec. It's pretty incredible, right? It's pretty incredible stuff. But um, I want to talk about the store real quick and, and this this promo code. A lot of online sales are, are, you know, promo codes and discounts and stuff. And, you know, everybody's running a 4th of July sale and, um, you know, so on and so forth. But I want to talk about something from the heart here. Um, as, as a lot of you know, who have trained with me at my place here in North Carolina, you know that there's a Revolutionary War militiaman and his wife who are buried on my farm uh, right out behind the classroom. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, when, when you're out there and, and everybody from the scout course knows, cause you know, you, you walk past their, their small cemetery a dozen times. Um, you know, everybody knows from, uh, the, the carbine courses and, and the classes because I tell his story and it's a really important one. Um, you know, the, this man served throughout all five years of the American Revolution, and he fought in the War of Regulation prior to that. Um, he, he was a fighter, and he was, he was awarded 5,000 acres by George Washington himself for his service. Uh, at, at one point, he contracted uh, what they called slow fever. Um, which was probably rheumatism uh, in, in what we would come to know as rheumatism. They thought that he was going to die. So they sent him home to overwinter. And he cured himself of his fever by sleeping outside naked and then went back. So, you know, take take that to heart. Take this guy's story to heart. This was the American Revolution. and and you know, the enemy always has a say, right? It was not guaranteed that the Patriots were going to win. It was not guaranteed that if they lost, well, you know, all be forgiven, no big deal. You can go back to your, your farms. Nah, it was going to be a bloodbath and they knew it. They knew it. Uh, this man was, was, uh, uh, rumored to be part of Pyle's massacre, uh, probably was, probably was, um, you know, it, it, uh, turning point in the war or a war crime, depending on, on your perspective. Uh, but you know, it worked out well in the end for Harry Lighthorse Lee, which is Robert E. Lee's father and, uh, George Washington's brother-in-law, as well as Nathaniel Green in the end. And so this, this is a, a critical thing for me to convey to all of you out there is the importance of this. And and I was up at the farm today and I was cleaning everything up around there and I made it a point to clean up the cemetery. Um, you know, it, I, I keep it nice and neat, but for the 4th of July, I made sure that, you know, everything was, was extra straightened up. This, this man lived on to have a very productive life 
after the American Revolution and, and ended up dying in 1840. And his wife died in 1865. So they, they lived a very long life, had a bunch of kids. Some of their descendants still live around here. And, um, you know, but, but I was reflecting on that for a little while. And was singing about that, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I went, I went to Iraq a couple times, right? I went to Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay. Like, cool. That was the conflict that we had in, in our, our modern time. Of course, you know, we've, we've moved on from that, you know, but there's, you know, I knew it, at one point, yeah, I mean, you're walking into harm's way, but at the same time, we ain't marching against the British. We ain't marching against the greatest army the world has ever known at that point. Nah, we weren't doing that. You know, we were facing off with people living in caves, Taliban, right? I mean, it was, sure, it's a dangerous job. Right? It's a dangerous job, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're still removed from it. Even though I had some some really interesting experiences for, for good, bad, not whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. And I lost friends and everything else, but it wasn't the same. And I reflect on that and it, it, it really, really, um, I'm not really sure how to put that feeling into words, but while I was reflecting on that by his grave, he and his wife, you know, the only thing that I could say was thank you. And that's why. That's why in the store, it, it, for me at this point, none of these things are by accident, right? None of these things are by accident. I once uh, had a priest tell me and, and what well, told the congregation, uh, nothing in our lives happens by accident. Everything is God's will. Everything, everything. Now, we can do things that put his plan into motion, but everything is according to God's will in the end. There is nothing that has put the work in our lives as by accident. And the, the um, embracing that this community has given uh, me, has given our audience, the fact that we were trending number one last Friday, and we were trending number three this morning uh, of all podcasts on Podbean. We're ranked number four in news commentary right up there with with, you know, the the, the most well-known names in conservative talk and talk radio, period. We're right up there with them. N having a number one bestseller, having ha having given having the ability to, to be in a position to offer the things to this community is really a blessing. And it is one I will not squander. It is a chance I will not squander. It is for all of you out there that, you know, I'll stay up till midnight every night. I get up very early in the morning. You know, I'm, I'm constantly working on how I can offer the most to this community. Who can I work with that's going to give those opportunities to, to the community in the most meaningful way? It's very, very important to me because our fight, just as it was in, in 1775, the War of Regulation leading into 1776, uh, for July 1776 with the signing of the Declaration of Independence, 
uh, coming right on the heels of the war of regulation, which was fought here in North Carolina. Um, the, it, it, it's if, if Patriots then had the foresight to know that, that they're the heirs to their, their fight, their struggle would, would have an opportunity to be equipped in the way that they can be today on a modern battlefield. It's really something special and it puts goosebumps up my spine um, because I know what we need. And, you know, that that's what I'm working towards. Uh, you know, so I want to say it's an honor. It's an honor to train with all of you. It's an honor. Uh, even if I haven't trained with you, even if you've bought books and, you know, maybe you've listened to a podcast or two, you know, maybe you've thought about training. You've went and trained with some of the other guys I've done podcasts with. You know, hey, you you are part of this community. You are part of this community. And don't you ever think for a second that what you're doing, however you can influence that change in your local area, that what you're doing doesn't matter because it does. It does. Because I'm fairly certain that every one of those patriots back then would would be encouraging you right now to stand up, make it count, make it count. So with that said, um, I, I really wanted to share that with all of you. Um, I, I wanted to share that, what it means to me, what, what 4 July means to me. And believe me, I'm going to do my share of barbecue eating, beer drinking, shooting fireworks, having fun. Right, because that's what it's all about. You know, it's 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 not a doom and gloom kind of deal, man. We gotta enjoy some stuff because the people who don't like us and want to shut us down, wants want to censor us, want to keep us indoors, want us wearing masks, want us taking their jabs, so on and so forth. They want you miserable. They absolutely hate seeing a smile on your face, seeing you happy. They hate it. They hate it, right? They absolutely hate it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to party down, right? And when I think of a good time, when I think of partying, I think of Johnny Paratrooper. What's up, brother? Uh, Mic check. You are there. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. I hope I'm coming in, uh, Lima Charlie. Lima Charlie, sir. A very hot introduction, sir. Thank you. A fine 69 introduction. <laughs> yeah. See, so 69. What is the 69 thing? I saw it in the comments. What is nice? It? Nice. What I mean. It's uh, all, you know, all, all innuendo aside, bro. What, what is it? It's when you uh do. It's when you try to throw a flying armbar or a flying leg grab, but you gotta like, you gotta like invert yourself. You know what I'm saying? You kind of give it a hop, skip, and a jump, and go for it. At least in my opinion, I'm not. It's oh, a, oh, it's oh, a, bro. it's never, it's, no, it's, never it's mind. HBJ day, right? It's, HB11 uh, it, in the comments has just clarified it for me. I thought there was something up with the date. I, I'm aware that it's episode 69 of Sons of Liberty. 
I, I, I was, I was like, uh, why, why do I keep showing up in the comments? It's, uh, you know, innuendo aside, so we haven't, we haven't graduated to locker room talk just yet, but, <laughs> but <laughs> Brazilian jujitsu. Oh, right. I, I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, well, I mean, I'll take that too. So anyway, what, what's new, brother? Uh, been talking optics a lot, actually. Uh, tis the season, I suppose. You know, Fourth of July, and man, t uh, the this new Sig with like a hundred thousand hour life and all kinds of stuff coming up. I believe the eight T. I uh, Madman was there. And uh, and then what? we were looking at some. Yeah, uh, that's not all you put there. What what is is it a magnified optic? What is it? No, it's a holograph. Uh, holographic. It's an yeah. EOTech killer, quote unquote. Oh well, hell, EOTech is an EOTech killer. <laughs> oh damn! I'm an EOTech guy. Damn. Uh, yeah, you know I've clowned you. I've done it in class. I've clowned on you. Yeah. EOTech, man. I, uh. Look, I know they've gotten better over the years. I, I know they have. I, it's just, I got this weird thing. If I break something twice and it's from the same brand, that's it. Like, I'm not using it anymore. I don't care what it is. Like, if I, if I break something twice, that's it. EOTech we beat them up in the Army. Thing. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, as an armor, I think we probably went through like a dozen of them easily. You'd shatter the prism. The little yeah, and it would like rattle. The, the death rattle. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they would. Yeah. Man, I always drop weird. test mine, kick them a little bit. No, I actually don't. I don't. <laughs> do I don't think you should do that with anything, though. But no. I can I can tell you uh, for a fact because I had one of my Joes do this that the MGO the the machine gun optic the uh, Elcan that is not drop safe. Um, <laughs> he uh, he had that on top of a saw man he he dropped that thing off of one of the vehicles and um, yeah it was it was ugly. It was, it, I mean, it didn't fall far, and it just it came apart. I was like, "Huh, that's kind of a that's kind of a piece of shit design." Yeah, <laughs> I never. There's not much what? under them when you take off the rubber. No, no, it's it's got a cam. Like for anybody that that doesn't know about Elcan optics, they have a cam in them. That that's actually how you zero them. Is, is it has a cam that's outside of the optic body itself that shifts the body of the optic. Um, they claim that it's super rugged. I disagree. Uh, strongly, strongly disagree. Uh, so, yeah. Um, no. But this, this is a hologram site. What, like, how big is it? Is it, I'm, I'm guessing it's an enclosed emitter. It's about this, uh, you know, I didn't look up the specs. I did see the uh, front page. I do remember the, recall the front page of the advertising. It said 100,000 hour life. 
And then I got made fun of for my 600-hour life, but then I made fun of them because my optic can run off the batteries from their TV, which they won't be needing in the apocalypse anyway. So, you know. I got the double A model. I like the double A UOTEX, but they do break if you drop them pretty far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll just break under recoil. Like, yeah, really? I if you no, one, I never saw that. Yeah, at least I don't think I did. If you well, they don't. It doesn't happen on an AR or AR fifteen, like on an M four. It, it won't. It'll rarely happen on one of those. But if you put it on an AK, oh yeah, it's it's. It's fucking done. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's they're not. Now, again, I I say that that was my experience. My experience with EOTEX was uh, over a decade ago. I'm sure they're better now. Maybe I don't know. The EOTEX Voodoo, that optic line is is awesome. Like those those are awesome, man. This that that's incredibly good good glass. But you're talking about a a. Um, a low power variable optic at that point you know you're not not in the, the cqb realm anymore it's like so 1500 bucks plus or minus a, quite a bit three or four hundred yeah i mean they're definitely not they're definitely not cheap you know you're, you're getting you're getting but i will say this as somebody who has low-end optics well Eh, I'm not going to say low, but I, low end for me. Um, but we'll say mid grade. And I have high end optics as well. And, you know, Night Force. Um, you know, the, I've got one of the original primary arms, one to eight, the ACSS. Damn thing's a trooper. I mean, I wrote a, wrote a review on it years ago, like back in, in 2017, I think. And, um, you know, there was some jackass in the comments that's since self-terminated somewhere. Who, who knows? But, um, you know, he, he, was, he thought he was he was really cool. He was probably hanging out with Ian Freeman and that clown show up at, in New Hampshire. But, um, you know, so uh, saying like, oh, you know, people ought to be buying a $2,000 night horse because that's so much better than blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, man. You know, not everybody can can afford that. Not everybody can justify that cost. You know, and and you're talking about I don't want to say budget gear, but you're talking about effective gear at a good working man price point that works. Like I have high end gear too. Okay, um, would I take one over the other? You know, honestly, I really don't know. Um, you know I can what tell I'll you say this. about high end gear. It can't see through smoke better than any other gear. I know that much. <laughs> no. no. Um, and I got some pretty good yeah, gear. I wouldn't say it's, you know, the best. Yeah. Well, what, what, I mean, what I'll say about uh, the primary arms that, that 1 to 8 is, I've taught a lot of people to shoot with that rifle. That it, and It's on a BCM. It's on a BCM Recce 16. Yep. Um, I have taught a lot of people to shoot with that rifle and that optic. I mean, I've taught people that have never touched an AR-15 before, put that in their hands and they're dinging steel at 400 meters. Can confirm. I mean, been there. Yeah. You know, I think most of y'all were there and, and observed students doing it, you know, in, in the various scout courses that you've, you've been to. 
um, you know, hey, it, it's dude, you can't argue with success. I mean, and with an LPVO, you're talking about a, a, a 30 millimeter tube, um, 24 millimeter objective lens that you're, you're not if if you're you're using that optic for, um, you know, fine aiming and and real like I don't want to say it like that. Uh, if if you're looking at it for observation at distance, that that's how I want to say it. Like, uh, you're you're giving up a lot because an LPVO is a compromise. Like they they always have been. That that's that's what they they're designed for a very specific role. Um, and you know they they caught on and and for a good reason because they're awesome. But understand that you you know your light gathering it's, it's going to be a little dim now i know like the 34 millimeter tubes are coming out like the vortex um you know some of the others uh, uh 35 millimeter tubes i think swamp fox is, is getting ready to offer a uh lpvo uh that is, that is a 35 millimeter tube you know and, and you know you're gaining a little bit in terms of uh light gathering in in the mesotropic times but you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're looking for that out of an optic, you need to look for a different optic class. Like you, you're, you're looking for something different that is not a low power variable optic. Um, so, you know, anyway, um, it, it's, that, that's one of those things. Um, but primary arms definitely for the win. Um, you know, there's, there's some other ones. Lucid is another one. Uh, while I was out in Wyoming, I got to meet the owner of Lucid and hang out with him for a little while. Uh, he and his wife and, uh, Jamie is really, really good people. Um, you, you're going to be seeing some stuff between he and I, uh, soon, very soon. Um, you know, Swamp Fox is another one, you know, really good optics, uh, Vortex, of course, can't ignore them. Um, you know, a, a lot of really good glass is being offered at, at not a ridiculous price. And I don't feel like in 2023, I'm giving up much from my night force to those in, in a very specific role. I mean, and, and I love my night force. Like it's, it's awesome. It's a good optic. Um, it's an X eight. It's, it's been through the ringer. It's been there. It's done that. Um, it's done this duty, but, um, you know, it, it's, but if, if I don't feel undergunned going into combat with, uh, a primary arms LPVO, if that's what we're rocking with, you know, and, and I've taught a lot of people to shoot with those. So, uh, anyway, now that we've, we've dove down the optics trail as i'm still are you uh our guest go ahead are you choking on smoke down there I, well yeah introductions but are you choking on dude smoke? i got i got pictures of it man I, I got pictures of it from earlier today i was on tractor all day today and um getting just cleaning up the range cleaning up the farm um was on the tractor for most smoke. of the day and then the rest of the day i was i was out with weed eater uh cleaning up just around the house and, you know, getting everything nice. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's bad. It is bad here. Uh, Canada, man, y'all, y'all need to settle down. With yeah. If you respond to me, man, I'm telling you, man, it, the air quality is dog shit. It's like if I had a wildfire next to me, except it's not next to me, it's 400 miles away. It's terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean it. It definitely you can taste it. That's how it's bad. Yeah, you can taste it. You can taste it. It's ah. anyway. Somebody who is much closer to the source of the wildfire smoke, who is actually north of the Canadian border, as all uh, Michigan people are Mr. Tactical Wisdom himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Dolio. Hey, man, what's going on? (laughs) You know, it it is the only city in North America where you travel south to enter Canada. So... uh, Is is that true, actually, Dolio? Is that true? It is. Even if you go south from Alaska, you hit the water. But uh, if if you're trying to get to Windsor, you have to go south through the tunnel. Yep. It's like Windsor sticks out on a peninsula that goes underneath Detroit. So when those guys in that song say born and raised in South Detroit, they mean Windsor. Wow, that's actually fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's something interesting. What do you call people residing in Michigan? Michiganders. Michigander. It's like a goose, but not really. Mostly because we're getting goosed by the government. So not 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 now Whitmers. No, nothing. The Whitmer. Anyway, um, it's been a good day. We got. Uh, we got fun stuff going. I'm I'm redoing my office, which is always fun, and uh, Ooh, I might be might be planning some highway trips here in the next few weeks. So that's what I heard. I heard you were heard you were gonna be in this neck of the woods. This is a rumor. Be, that's the rumor. I will neither confirm rumor. nor deny. But I think the best part of it is that last night we got Stan to to commit publicly. To making it to both places. That's a pretty awesome thing. Oh, he's excited. Well, I, yeah. I can't excited. wait because I'm going to be at the RTO course. So. I'm excited. He is. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty wild, man. We're going to need to get Johnny Paratrooper down here. And, of course, Madman Actual, who will end up coming back down here the following week for his class, Tactical Signals Exploitation. We'll be talking about that a little bit tonight, and we'll be doing another podcast tomorrow night. We will be talking about such things. Oh, you know, I need oh. to catch up on my radio contra. Mm. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Anyhow, moving down the list, Patriot Man. What's up, boy? Living for the city, bro. Living. For I hate you, brother, man. Not really. No, nah, living man. for the city on a on a tractor. Been bush hogging all day. I know you sent me that text earlier, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. boy." I was in the gym yeah. when you hit that. So yeah. So my boss is real cool. She was like, "Man, it's like eleven o'clock on a Thursday. You got mm-hmm. all that Benny Shore traffic." She's like, "Get out of here." I was like, "Yes." So I ended up hitting the gym. Came back. Uh, took, my dad and I went out to um, get a shower, and then we came back, and then I was just been chilling around here waiting for this. So it's been a good day, man. But uh, you know, I, I, all I gotta say is your ex, like the way your store has expanded from what we've done, what we planned out when we sat back years ago, and looking at that, 
and saying, here's our goal, and to see how you've achieved it, man, it is impressive, man. And I'm just glad I'm along for the ride. It's been very, very enjoyable to watch. You know, you know what's coming next. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence, man. It's, I like, I partly want to let the world know. Nah, but well, here, 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 no, I'll say this. I'll say that at some point, whether it's two months, three months, six months, a year from now, I have a feeling that every time all of us on Twitter or Facebook and we're talking about with the goon squad and being like, hey, man, we're going to get equipment. We're going to get this. We're going to do that. Whatever. We're going to training. It's going to go through my man scout because we have a lot of things in the works and it is going to be something that's going to blow your mind. And just it's 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 going to be good. The the night vision. um, Yeah. You know, night night vision. Night vision is what it is, man. There's. There's a lot of great dealers out there. There's a lot of great people to work with. Durage, um, yeah. You there? Yeah, no. So yeah, so for for night vision, I mean, I mean, there are quality guys out there who are are, are producing this product, and I, I bought mine from uh, Ready Made Resources. Uh, I got a um, uh, PVS fourteen single tube. And it's lovely. And one of the things that struck me, you know, to your point, Scout, is one of the classes we did down in Tennessee, and I've mentioned this before, is that we had about, I don't, I don't know, 26, 28 students down there. And about 25 of them rolled up with night vision. And yeah. three, the other, the other guys who didn't have night vision had a thermal. And yeah. so we had another guy training down there with us, Adam. He's one of the other instructors. And he turns to me and he goes, just think about this. He's like, you know, 20 years ago, we had some guys who had some gear, had some AR stuff. It's cool. We had some optics that were the best at that time, you know, 20 years ago. Maybe it's some Russian starlet scopes, whatever. And he goes, look at this, man. He's got, we got 28 students here. 25 who are rocking night vision. Yeah. Another 15 rocking thermal. Between all those two categories, everyone had something. And that was what taught me. It was like, man, this is like, really, we are a potent force. And so we talk a lot of times about on, on this podcast and Scott talks about it, about thermal and night vision and you look at that price tag and you're like damn man this this sucks like this it's expensive but once you look through it and you see it that's going to be what sells you and so that's one of the things game changer and that's one of the benefits coming out the class you want to come with that stuff we have that at class whether I'm there, Scout's there, someone else is there, we have that. You get to see it, and you get to see the benefit of what you have with them. It's a gauger. So, yeah. I'm yeah, very, very happy that Scout is being able to sell this product because we believe so strongly in it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Nods, nods and thermal. 
um, IR lasers and, you know, and, and basically all the things to make you lethal at night. Um, because that's, that's really where it, it's, it's going to be happening, right? People, people don't typically fight during the day. I mean, it's, it's a zero sum game. Um, you know, that, that's why in the recce course, so much time is spent at night doing things so that, you know, you, you get familiarized with, all right, this is how you patrol at night and it's some unique challenges. And anybody that tells you you don't need nods, um, or that's that's a it's it's a waste of money or whatever, um, which I think this is going to go into our bro vet uh, conversation. You need to write, <laughs> dude. It's it, that's that's some clown world shit, man. Like, look, I, you know, just as Patriot Man said, yeah, stuff's expensive. I mean, you know, you get the sticker shock, but this is what I'll tell you, and and I've I've tossed around an idea of like writing posts about this. If I had to spend my money somewhere, right, on a, a weapon system, right, because your, your rifle is a weapon system, and when you put an optic on it, your optic is the enabler, right? So you have your rifle, you have your, your first enabler, the daytime optic, right? Then you have your uh, Stano, right? Surveillance, target acquisition, and night observation. That's what Stano stands for. Um. When, when you're talking about that and, and you know, you, you're setting up a weapon for that capability to operate at night. All right. First, you need to decide just what what is your mission? Like, what, what is your role here? Um, if, if you're quote unquote home defense, like that's how you justified your, your fifth AR-15 to your wife. Oh, it's my home defense gun, babe. Um which, you know, whatever. I, I know that several of you out there are, are guilty of it. Um, you know, not chastising anyone. I'm just saying, just, you know, let, let me have my moment. Let me dab on you a little bit. Uh, but point is, is that if you're setting up a rifle for quote unquote home defense, right? Understand it. Um, the AR-15 is probably not the best weapon in the world for that, uh, for that role. For a lot of reasons, if you're living in a suburban area, it's really, really not the best idea uh, for something going bump in the night. Just saying, uh, just saying. But definitely, you know, if if that's your only purpose in life, then sure, have a white light on it, whatever. Who cares? Uh, but for anything else, for anything else, any other purpose in the world, like, hey, this this is now I am the bump in the night kind of deal. Um, you know, that white light is a major liability. All right. And, and, you know, I've caught some flack online for saying that, uh, that, that is my controversial gun opinion out there is, is most weapons do not need white lights on them. Uh, if you are not actively in law enforcement and on a patrolling duty that entails, um, you know, use of force continuums and so on and so forth. Hey, you know, you know how many criminals have white lights on their weapons? Not many. You know why? There's a reason for that, right? That's that's another controversial uh, gun opinion, right? Which you know I ain't gonna get too deep into that. Uh, I ain't gonna get too deep into that. But what I'm gonna say is this: is that um, with night vision, setting up your weapon, right? You definitely need an IR laser. 
Like that that is a must have. I know the whole argument, passive versus active aiming, so on and so forth. Hey, cool, man. Like two thumbs up. That's cool. We can have all this academic conversation you want to have, like at some point in the future. Um, down to brass tacks, you definitely need an IR laser, right? You definitely need an IR laser. Maybe not an IR illuminator. I don't think that that's necessarily mission critical. Um, I've only used IR illuminators in uh, CQB environments and, you know, it, it's whatever. Uh, again, another rabbit hole I don't want to go down yet. But um, you, you definitely need an IR laser. And you need a visible laser that is slaved to the IR laser. And what that means is, is that when I zero, it, it's only for zeroing, by the way. When I zero the visible laser, before I go out on a patrol, we always, you know, confirm our zero. Um, and, and I'm dialing in my visible laser because sometimes things shift without our knowledge and it can happen. Um, you know, I know that wherever my visible laser is, my IR laser is going to be there too. Right. And so, you know, you, you know how to zero those, you mate those up and bam, you're good to go. Um, you know, you, you need to have that, right? These are must haves. This, this is to make a weapon mission critical. Any weapon. Like I, I just uh, watched a movie. I, I don't have a lot of time to watch movies, you know, but, but a bunch of people were telling me I need to watch this uh, movie with, with King Leonidas in it. Um, you know, due to play Leonidas, uh, uh, Gerard Butler. Anyway, this Kandahar movie, right? It's like, oh yes, can what do you think about Kandahar, man? What do you think about that? I was like, I ain't got time to watch this shit. But anyway, I finally, I finally broke down and watched it, right? A couple days ago, I had an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was, and just got working on something else. And I was sitting there watching it. Um, yeah, Ranger 122 in the comments, uh, yeah, Gerard Butler from 300, right? Dude played Leonidas from 300. Well, anyway, he's supposed to be some badass CIA something or another, whatever, who knows, who cares, like, whatever. Um, it, it was a run-of-the-mill action flick, right? It's supposed to take place in Afghanistan. Whatever, I mean, the movie kind of, it, it, it was what it was, man. It was, it was pretty forgettable. Um, wasn't bad, wasn't good, just was. Anyway, um, there's all these scenes where he's he's running under nods, like he's driving under nods, he's running under nods, and he's got an AK that he's just lighting dudes up with, right? Except the problem is, is that AK ain't got a no red dot on it. He's just shooting irons, right? Has no no red dot on it, has no IR laser, has no way to effectively aim. You know, I mean come on, man, like sitting, it's not how this works. You know, uh, I mean, can you do it? Maybe, I mean, maybe it could be done, but it's, it's, but, but that being said, he's wearing nods. The bad guys weren't, you know? So like you, you take that, that element of, of kind of unrealism out of it. But the fact that, you know, this dude's wearing nods, he's lighting these guys up at night. They're not wearing nods. Bam. There you go. Like, yeah, there you go. So what, I, what I'm telling you is, is that you can get away with spending not a ridiculous amount of money on a daytime optic, right? So this is where primary arms really starts to shine. Um, you know, knowing limitations and whatnot, you, you can, you can 
put you know that on your weapon for a daytime optic perfectly serviceable spend your money on night vision spend your money on an ir laser right and one of the ir lasers i'm bringing to market it's under a thousand bucks so you know you could sell that fifth or sixth ar-15 you've got and you know that that will definitely pay for a very functional ir laser so anyway um anyway I, i'm just just throwing things out there man is that there are ways to overcome the sticker shock that people get when they're like oh shit you know set of pvs 14s cost like 3500 or whatever you know well, yeah it does i mean it, it does but but that is a mission critical piece of equipment like it's mission critical you know you're talking about dual tube nods which is a, a step up i think in capability for a number of reasons uh depth perception is definitely one of them um you know it's you're, you're talking about a significantly higher amount of cost but still it, it's one i can justify right i i can justify that because i know um how good that is right i i know and so um you know, I, I know what it does for me and I know what it, it can do for everybody else. And, and like I said, a lot of a lot of this, a lot of the things are going to happen at night. Um, a lot of the fighting happens at night, you know, especially when I was in Afghanistan, a lot of fighting happened at night, uh, nighttime stuff, you know. And, and um, for the guys that are, are uh, kind of holding on to, well, you know, iron sights worked real well in Vietnam and. You know, well, I haven't met a Vietnam vet yet that was in combat in Vietnam that hasn't looked through nods or, or looked through one of my sets of thermal and was like, damn, I wish I had these in Vietnam. Not one, not a single one. Right. So use every enabler you can. All right, that, that's, that's the point behind that. Anyway, now that we're 48 minutes into this thing, finally introduce the man, the myth, the legend. The signals intelligence, low level voice intercept, and high level voice intercept man extraordinaire, Mr. Madman Actual. What's up, brother? Howdy ho. Um, that was an incredible intro. I guess I go high and low, say it. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You can say that you have friends in high places and low places. Well, that's true, actually. I have some high-class friends, and I've got some pretty <laughs> low-class friends. You know? I love my low-class uh, I mean, I'm a, I, I have been that low-class friend for a lot of folks. I am the low-class friend, actually, for most people. Not, not for me. <laughs> not for um, me. You're too kind. Yeah, you know, to your point about the... You're high-class compared uh, to me. Come on, man. The, uh... The Vietnam optic thing, you know, I know a guy. He was, uh, I know a guy, right? He was uh, designated marksman for his M16 for a hot minute. Um, yeah. So optics have been around for quite some time, like night optics. So. Mm -hmm. And he was like a regular old infantry guy. He wasn't Mac B Sog or anything crazy, you know. Probably a good mm -hmm. unit, but yeah, you know, they had a bunch of optics like that back then. The standard dude didn't. They had iron sights. That's true. Yeah. But, 
you also had a guy with night vision capability being like, Hey, dummy, aim left. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Kind of guiding everybody in. Well, the most lethal sniper in American history, who in fact was not Carlos Hathcock. Um, a lot of people misattribute that to Carlos Hathcock. I'm not saying that Gunny Hathcock wasn't a legend because he absolutely was. He was awesome. Um, the, the man is incredible. But uh, the most lethal sniper of Vietnam and in American history, to my knowledge, was Adelbert Waldron III. And he was an Army sniper. And he did all of his killing at night. And he had an M14 and a Starlight Scope. That was what he was equipped with. You know, just nothing, nothing special. And that Gen 1 night vision that he was using, you know, super dim by today's standards, but hey, better than nothing. And he shot at muzzle flashes. So whenever, whenever there's a muzzle flash, which, you know, from an AK, you have a huge muzzle flash of the slant break on it or, or, uh, you know, no, no muzzle device at all on a lot of the, um, uh, original milled AK 47s and the, the Chinese type 56 and, um, you know, right. what have you that, that were being used in, in, uh, Vietnam by the Viet Cong and the NBA. Yeah. He, that's what he aimed for. Back then. No, not on the AKs. They didn't. <laughs> no, now, they didn't. They don't have the flashlight no, we do today. Mac V Sog had a variant of the AK that uh, Natick Lab, not was it Natick? No, it was Crane. Crane Naval Laboratory developed. I got a picture of it floating around somewhere. Um, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's on this hard drive that I use um, here. I, I've got a lot of gun pictures like historical pictures and stuff. I mean, y'all know I'm a history nerd. Um, but they developed an AK that they they took the uh some captured AKs they had that I think were East German and um they improved it for combat and there was there was only a very small number of these AKs that that were made and they were made by Crane Naval Laboratory and they were handed off Did we lose Scout? <clears throat> I, I think apologize. we did. My connection's been horrible, so I couldn't tell who. I believe we have dead air. So, yeah. Every time uh, he uh, starts talking about a sensitive subject, they come in and shut us down. Yeah. Uh, check one, two. You guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear. We can hear you. Buddy. Leave it, Charlie. Uh, yeah, no, I, I dropped the same time he did. Yeah, I, 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 I literally, I just heard uh, Dolio's voice, and so that was what got me back. Yeah. These fucking motherfuckers, man. You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't want to feed into your ego. You. Listen, I, I used to be able to make phone calls about this sort of thing, but they don't like me anymore. I made fun of them too many times. All right. Well, so let's keep it going. So 
Let's well, talk about. Um, yeah, go. What, what were we talking about? Oh, Johnny, you were talking about that optic earlier. Uh, so that Sig, not Eotech, is actually a red dot. It's not even a holographic. So, Fuck oh, that's guy has a yeah. Um, that's nice. probably why it lasts ten thousand hours instead of only six hundred. Because I thought it said a hundred thousand. Was it? I don't know. All right, am I back? Yeah, you're back. I hear you, buddy. Okay. There He's you go, back. buddy. Yeah, He's Carly. back. Yeah. Oh, kicked me off for a minute. So anyway, I was I was going down a rabbit hole about an American-made PM90 that the Project Phoenix dudes were using in in uh, Laos. And all of a sudden, nobody was talking anymore. And I was like, <laughs> "You're like, wait a second, talking to my hold up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty cool, man. It's like a little little lost piece of history. For sure, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I mean, I know we used AKs, but like, I didn't know they took them and actually like machined them differently and like made them yeah. a gun. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Pretty cool, I always like that picture of the Mac V Sog dude with that little shorty RPK with the drum. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I exactly would. I love that video. That uh, hard man. I look at love that, that, that like, shit. I want that. They were doing. You're that just like man. Movie. That is a. The, you look at that dude holding it. You're just like that's a hard motherfucker. Yeah. Because you know that shorty, hard. the muzzle blast, has got to be insane. He's just like ah fuck it whatever. I mean, half the damage is from the muzzle blast. It's not even the bullet at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Like, fuck a machete. I'm just going to machine gun the forest and break it down real quick. Dude. Fuck this shuttle in particular. Do, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Did we lose him again? No, I'm right here. So we started uh, talking about SCOTUS, right? Me, guys. Just boiling some eggs over here. <laughs> boiling eggs. Boiling <laughs> eggs at 10, a- 10 p.m. So, <laughs> let's go to SCOTUS. This thing, man. Let's talk about the SCOTUS decision. So, Clarence Thomas again making the liberals uber mad. Uh, man, they are, they, are, they are big mad at him, um, which is good. Which is good. I mean, they when you talk about how they have really, really run a man through the dirt for, for an honorable man, a good man, you know, Clarence Thomas is 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 really, really an, an incredible human being. And as disciplined constitutionally as you could be, yes. Yes. He's I mean, his his life story, he he's he is an inspiration. Uh, a, a true American success story, and uh, but but the way that they ran this man into the dirt, and and uh, Joe Biden in particular did. Joe Biden, if if you go back to the Clarence Thomas hearings, you know, I mean, the the, the ones that that we had, um, you know, under Trump, of course, Gorsuch kind of got a free pass. That was that was what it was. Uh, but when Kavanaugh was going through that, that clown show, uh, and, and to my knowledge, that professor who's a UNC Chapel Hill psychology professor, by the way, uh, that professor has never faced any consequences yep. for any of that, uh, for lying under oath. And it's, it's been proven that she was lying under oath repeatedly. Uh, but the way that they, they ran him through the dirt was nothing 
nothing in comparison to Clarence Thomas. And I remember that when I was a small child, uh, those, those hearings being televised and, uh, how they, they, you know, said that he, he raped Anita Hill and, um, you know, all, I mean, it, it, they, they did everything they could to slander that man. And, um, you know, he, he, he like, like an old war horse, put his head down and trod through it. Um, you know, and, and now, now we see that. And then of course they came after his wife too, uh, which I think is probably the most dishonorable thing that you can do to, to a man is to attack his wife. Um, but of course we know that the liberals have no honor. They have no honor among them. Uh, so it is what it is. Anyhow, uh, the, the, uh, decision on affirmative action, this is something that has been, uh, very, uh, forthcoming for a long time, um, has been reversed. And I think that it was very interesting that, uh, Maxim Lott earlier today, uh, son of, uh, John Lott, uh, famous for writing more guns, less crime, uh, criminologist, technology researcher, a uh, very noted academic in, in the field. Uh, but Maxim Lott, his son, who's a noted academic in his own right, uh, Joe Biden's claim after the Supreme Court decision today, across the board, the vast majority of the American people don't agree with the majority of decisions the court is making. And of course, he fact-checked that uh, from, and his source is inside higher ed. So this is hardly a right-wing publication that he is citing here <laughs> and the reality 74 percent and this is coming from the general sociological survey by the way uh which which i have uh, intimate familiarity with um 74 of americans oppose using race in college admissions and the poll finds the public doesn't favor affirmative action so, of course, they're big mad about this. The liberals are big mad about this because they've claimed racial inequality uh, for a long time when, when the reality is, is uh, quite a bit opposite of the fact. And the, the thing is, and, and this has always been my contention with affirmative action, is that it takes, it takes genuine achievement, regardless of, of race or any other um, quote unquote qualifying factor. And it just, it, it allows achievements to stand on their own. Yeah. Um, this, this is something that's very, very important to me as, uh, as someone who is, yes, uh, absolutely. Yes. A lot of people. In- I'll be honest. This should have been nine to zero. And, you know, somebody who came up, you know, I certainly was, it's a far cry from wealthy uh, coming up. And put race quotas on things. I mean, it, it just does a disservice to everyone. Uh, it does a disservice to everyone. You know, we, we should live in a purely based meritocracy, plain and simple. I know that there's economic problems with that, and I get all that. Like, I, I get all those factors, and I could debate that all night long. Okay, but the point is, is that, you know, we we can't allow someone's racial makeup at birth, something that they have absolutely no control over, be a sole determining factor for things that that really mean a lot 
uh, going on in lives, uh, throughout their lives. It's, it's just, no. Uh, so wonderful decision by the Supreme court. Uh, one that, that I am certainly glad to see one of many that, that will be forthcoming, I think. And, um, you know, despite the, the news of the day with Biden's corruption and so on and so forth, there is something very, very positive that we can say about the current state of the Supreme Court and conservatism in general. And, um, you know, and, and I know that this will be controversial for a lot of people out there, but the, the Trump administration for several of its failings, we can also still say that, that the Trump administration was landmark in changing the shape of the court of appeals as well as the Supreme court. And it will continue. To yes. Do and, and that's, that's our so, saving so, so, grace right now. As, as a policy guy, that is probably the most significant difference he's made is because he's changed the Supreme court and circuit courts because we had that like year and a half of unity where we were doing the things we needed to do and the changes that he made love the guy hate the guy he made some changes in some key positions that have given us a lot of these wins on the courts uh, like so I said, scout, yes. like I said, this should have been nine to zero, and the three usual suspects that you knew were going to vote that way voted that way because they don't believe in the Constitution. If they right. believed in the Constitution, this would have been nine to zero. Well, if if you read if you read the decision of the dissenting judges, it was no legal citation ever. It was just, well, I feel this, I feel that. This is this. There was no legal. Nothing this versus this at Al, you know, nineteen seventy eight. There was no bearing. It was all emotional based. Yeah, it was your standard empty platitudes. Correct. Get up and hurrah, hurrah behind. There was nothing, nothing legitimate. Well, there was a tweet Correct. after that by a lady named Erica Marsh, uh, who said, "Oh my gosh, black people are never oh, going to get I ahead now. They can't forward. compete." They can't compete on a merit basis. That's the most racist thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Right? That's saying black people are too stupid to do it. Oh, it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, that's... Like, yeah I don't know. Really that's... I could do that. I hope you were going to throw that out there. Anyone other than white. I mean, like they're saying all non-whites are inherently uh, at a disadvantage, right? I mean, I remember when they voted in Maryland to give 50% tuition to uh immigrant kids which was the same that like the uh national guard was getting um and i was like damn <laughs> i was in school at the time too and the national guard forgot to turn in my paperwork <laughs> and so i had to pay full price anyway <laughs> but yeah yeah there's assholes dang but um, screwed you man damn oh dude that actually happened like three times um, oh yeah. man, I'd be asking for a new VA rep, dude. Be like, look, I need a new one. You fired. You're not my advocate no more. The VA <laughs> in Maryland. These buttholes called me back from an appointment I tried to make two years ago. They're useless. One of the eggs I boiled exploded. 
just in case anybody was wondering. Man, that's the most important update of the evening. Did, did y'all hear me about the VA thing? Mr. Dolio, are you yes. getting any of this smoke? Okay. Am I doing what now? <laughs> yeah. The smoke. Are you getting any, getting of, the any of this smoke? I'm getting a lot of the smoke. It, it, you know what, though? I asked this question on Twitter the other day. Has there never been a forest fire in Canada before? Because this has never happened at our place, ever. Dude, no, uh, they here. Here's what happened, man. This, this is why Canada Canada turned into a giant tinderbox. So Canada is uh, their environmental policies are a lot like California's, and they put a moratorium on controlled burns. So they they say, oh, it releases too much carbon. Well, motherfucker, when you got a giant tinderbox. You don't think that's gonna release some carbon too? Oh, don't even get me started on this. Don't, don't, don't do it. No. You know what's crazy about that? If these fucking people really trusted the science, they would understand that the woods is gonna generate magically more or less deadfall that needs to be mitigated. It's gonna produce what it produces. Whether or not there's a controlled burn, like it grows right back. No, 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 no. So, 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 all right. So let's, all right, give me five minutes. So the problem was, is that early on, there's a big fire in the early 1910, in California, and it killed a lot of people in the, 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 the forest fire service. It just started. They decided, hey, man, we're going to put all fires out at time. Cool. But that's not the way to do it. So other places like where I live, when there's a forest fire comes up, you contain it, let it burn the way you want it to burn, and that's it. And so what we have right now is that it's been a terrible situation of fuel management where people don't want to burn what needs to be burned. So that's why it goes up into wildfires. Things that burn that need to be burned, that's why we don't hear about it. And then what happened this year in Canada, we had a bunch of eco-terrorists light a bunch of shit on fire, and that's the smoke we're dealing with now. So it's a very fluid situation, but basically what the smoke we're dealing with now is all about the fact that eco-terrorists set fire in Canada, and they're using that as a cover for climate change and the WEF. I agree with that, but prevailing winds are a thing. They don't blow in that direction. That's the problem I have with it. Where I'm at, I shouldn't be seeing Canadian smoke unless it's from Alberta, not from Quebec and Ontario. True. So what's on fire then? And why does it smell like plastic? The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. No, it's the roof is on fire. Canada. Canada is burning down. It's disco inferno, man. Burn, baby, burn. <laughs> it is going to make our eventual conquest of Canada much, much easier, though, that will be launched from somewhere in the Flathead uh, Valley in Montana. So... When this happens, when this happens, I'm going to put on a fur coat and a mask. I'm going to go up there and go, I'll cut you about a conqueror, but to liberate you. 
<laughs> totally. Yes. Totally. It's totally yeah. happened. Yes. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's, you need uh, wear the uh, you wear that Yushanka you have, and go up to Escadria. Yes, that is that. Yes, that that's a thing. Scout that's is gonna He doesn't need to pretend like it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I know. Last night we're getting ready for privy council. We start the privy council. As we're starting Privy Council, I'm like, man, they're going to yell at us for giving you a, a giving Kadria of a platform. <laughs> yeah, that was, I got told that by somebody in class really early on, like really, really early on when I was teaching. And um, so somebody came to class and they were like, hey, man, you know, like, you know, we were all sitting around drinking after class and having a good time, doing doing what we do. And uh, he goes, you know, man, you look like that Russian dude. And I was like, Russian dude? Fuck you talking about, Russian? some Russian dude. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know that Russian dude, the Russian dude in Chechnya. You know, like they, they're, they're president. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I looked him up. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, man, I looked at dude. I was like, oh shit, this Kadriov. Yeah, this guy's talking about Kadriov, you know. And um, I was like, oh damn, yeah. He's like, yeah, man, you look, you look like you could be his cousin. I was like, well, interestingly enough, uh, interestingly enough, I, my my descendants, uh, some of them at least, uh, came from that part of the world. So, uh, legitimately. So it's it's yeah. Tis there. And uh what is the cure for such disorders, would you say? Beatings. One hundred percent of the time, beatings. Was it that, that oh dude, some of those out memory memes, they they are the best. Like the the uh, one of the, I think Trevor sent it over to me the other day is it was the guy on our memory TV that's he's he but he's got vipers on and it's like Kadriov's face and he's got vipers on and it's just, he he's like and how did we get white boy soccer through jihad? Every time I see white boy soccer, I just die laughing. I, I fucking love it. It's just like yeah. I mean, it's yeah. fucked up, but you're right. Yeah. Jihad is one yes. of the five pillars of White Boy Summer. So <laughs> I heard Nick Cannon called. He's coming to join us. It's going to be lit, dude. No cap, Nick yeah, Cannon. No, no, no cap for real. <laughs> no cap. Oh man, what are we doing to ourselves? White Boy Summer. Pit Viper, White Boy Summer for the. Tactical sig and exploitation. Oh I'm man! Wearing, I'm wearing pit the whole time. Well, y'all just yeah, guessed the keyword on my encryption. I'm gonna have to change it now. It is just so let's talk Ukraine. Let's talk you. Let's shift gears. Let, let's let's talk Ukraine and like Belarus here. Ukraine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, um, Ukrainian armed forces. Uh, this morning there were some Ukrainian fighters that got zapped by telegram and uh or not telegram rather instagram one of the grams one of the grams yeah and, uh, one of the grams probably owned in part by lindsey graham 
so <laughs> Instagram, Telegram, Lindsey Graham, they're all grams. Anyhow, uh, their social media postings gave a positive geolocation to them, uh, which was corroborated with cell phone data along with probably some other things they were using that I could speculate on, but I will refrain from doing so right now. <coughs> ATAX. And that got them popped. And of course, Joe, you put up a piece this morning about that. And I thought that it was very significant. Of course, I shared it uh, on Twitter and shared it over on AmericanPartisan.org with a little bit of commentary as well. Tell us what you know about that and kind of kind of give us a quick and dirty on what happened there. Um, <clears throat> well, these dudes uh, have been for about a week now posting selfies and pictures of their food and all that at this place. And um, so it didn't take long for Russia to, to, to triangulate the spots. Somebody noticed it and went in on it and launched a strike there. The problem is, is that everyone is trying to use this as another reason to bring us in. Uh, most of the people killed, apparently, uh, were Brits in U.S. So we're going to find that out, uh, I think, in the next couple of days. They can't hide it much longer. But the guys, one of the guys is on the video saying, they struck this, this place where we eat every day. There's nothing military about it. Okay, the fact that you eat there does make it a military target. And that's the problem we have. And somebody said, well, some of the generals take their rest and their R&R there. Okay, well, if there's generals there, it's a target. That's a legitimate target. And a lot of people don't think that. And they're calling this all a war crime and all that. But it's it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But I've also said several times that, that this is the Instagram war. And it is getting people killed. Uh, I remember way back in Panama, because I'm an old man, that... Um, we told the CNN crew they were we, we were drawing fire because of them, right? And CNN was actually uh, causing some difficulties in the first Gulf War where they were showing the anti-aircraft positions of the Iraqis, and we were smoking them because we saw them on CNN, right? So that lesson has so seemingly been lost, and these people keep posting their locations throughout the, the theater there and getting schwacked for it, but no one stops them from doing it. Uh, it's something vital that people need to learn. And I know you preach it in your class and, and a lot of these other guys do too, that, Hey man, your cell phone is not your friend. And especially when you get in theater, lose that thing. I just can't believe it, man. Uh, yeah. well, well, we saw it early on. You remember when, and I don't mean to cut in, but you remember when we saw that whole, uh, the collection of the, uh, the Western fighters on that one building and they had like, like six hours before they got droned. Yeah, that the was one dude was battalion like, or whatever. Yeah, they didn't get drunk. And then all of a sudden, they got fucked. That's not what happened. Yeah. So, all right, a little bit of context of of what happened there. Um, I'm trying to think of how to put this. There, there's some things I don't want to reveal about it, um, but basically, a group was using ATACs to mark safe houses from the route in Poland where that, that was the initial rally point to uh, the border crossing into Ukraine. And then there was a initial safe house that had about 200 people in it or so uh, that, that were all foreign fighters that were coming in. Um, they were using ATACs for that. And the, the thing is, is that when you're talking intelligence work, 
um, and in particular signals intelligence. And, you know, we, a matter expert here in the room that, that's teaching a course on this stuff. Speaking of SIG, as soon as we start talking about SIG and ATAC and the dangers of it, boom, they cut him off. He gone. Yeah, ATAC is is uh, across against the, the competent enemy is bad. Oh, I think he's back. Scott, you there? Terrain and uh, sorted at. Scott, you've been cut off. Safe house electronic means it's no longer a safe house. Um, that that's kind of a one of the rules of thumb that ought to be common sense, and, and a lot of your safe house techniques, right? It 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 all distills down to common sense. Like there's some shit you just shouldn't do because it's stupid. If it seems stupid, don't do it. Um, but you know, fifth principle of patrolling here. But anyhow, they were using ATACs to mark that, and this group in particular, which had a uh, Strong Instagram following um, that was just ridiculous. Uh, and, and one of their previous things uh, was them going to Kabul for the Kabul airlift. Um, you know, and they put that all up all over Instagram. You know, so you had ISI that was all over that. You had... Um, you know, uh, uh, Iranian intelligence that was all over that. You had Chinese intelligence all over that. And then, of course, the Russians uh, that were all over it as well. And so they were profiling these guys. And the thing is, is that the, this, this group in particular was made up of, um, you know, tier two, tier one types uh, from the various services and the, the problem is, is that they did not know what they didn't know. And they, they, they're used to the GWAT thinking, the global war on terror thinking of, of not having a technologically superior adversary. And that, you know, they have this hubris, they can just do whatever they want. So everything is an easy button. And um, they're taking these guys, you know, across the border, all these foreign fighters, they're going to train up. Um you know, and there was certainly some contract money and whatnot that was floating around with that. But it got him killed. Uh, it got him killed. And it didn't get him killed from a drone strike. It got him killed from an S-300. Uh, so that that was fired from a long ways away. Um, so, yeah, don't be them. Don't do that shit. It's stupid. Uh, you know, What's life is, combat is not an airsoft game. I, I, I don't know... So anyway, um, yeah, had to offer that little bit up. Yeah, the Anyhow. nonsense is tiresome. <clears throat> I logged on Twitter for the first time in a few days the other day, and I was met with... Uh, a guy that looked like he was trying to be like a video game villain. And uh, he was arguing with a bunch of people. It's like, dude, you're just an airsofter that has real guns. Shut up. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like the guy from Far Cry. 
time? I don't know if you know that video game, but now yeah we're talking about the same guy for hey, sure Mad Men, the guy who is like <laughs> oh, bros that dude yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good All segue right, yeah. good segue into that oh, talking uh yeah whatever <clears throat> not even worth the the time of discussion yeah, but it kind of is. It kind of is. I, I well, unfortunately you know, got roped into some of that. And um, I saw that. I just rubbed my eyes like, come on, man. Like, you know, it's not. You know, what's funny. It's not I messaged you about that whole crew like, what, two, three weeks ago or something? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, man, you know, like, <laughs> and then here now here we are. Yeah. My gut feeling yeah. is right again. You know, the thing is, it, it, like, you can take that a couple of ways, man. Um, you know, I will never spare an opportunity to shit on the Brovet crowd. Never. I will never spare an opportunity. I fucking hate them. Period. Tim Kennedy, fuck you. Right? Fuck you. O'Neal, fuck you too. Because you guys, you you guys are the epitome of self-serving, arrogant, throwing throw in the face. American people, so fuck you. No, I, I don't I, I have absolutely nothing for you. Black rifle coffee crowd fucking company, fuck you too. I have absolutely zero, zero love for you. Um, none, you know, none whatsoever. And so, you know, when, when I see, you know, Evan Haffer and, and that whole crowd, maybe I should, you know, like, and here's the thing too, like, you know, not, I, I, I'm not going to turn this into a plug for my book because I've sold almost 23,000 copies of my book. Right. What I'll say is this, is when I see people from that crowd, from that corner of, of things and they're, they're putting their book out there. Right. And, it, and, and the little comments that are under it are, are from one another little kudos they're giving is to one another. It's hollow, man. The whole thing is hollow. The sad, the sad thing about that is, is that I know some people out there eat that shit up. They eat that shit up because they don't know any better. You know, they eat that shit up. And it's, it's, it's like, man, this, this is all hollow. Like if, if I got each one of you guys in here to write a little excerpt to put in, you know, my next book or whatever, and be like, man, you're a Scots the man, dude, it would be, that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit because you're all my buddies. I've drank beer with all of you. I love you guys, man. I know you, I know each one of you inside and out. And, you know, we've hung out around the fire. We've shot together. We broke bread together, man. You know, we've got shit face drunk together. We've had a good time. It would be hollow if if you're gonna sit there and and give compliments on it. Like, man, what the fuck is that? Like that that's nah, man. No, 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 no. It's garbage. But the point is though, is that those guys shit on they shit on our community. They shit on the guys who are out there training. And most importantly, which is something that really bothers me, is, is they shit on civilians who are out there training. They do that. 
even though some of them offer training themselves, they're still going to shit on civilians. I've heard, and and I, I'm not going to say his name, but I've heard somebody who's a pretty well-known guy in the training community, right? And he said, oh, civilians shouldn't learn that. Civilians shouldn't learn that. They don't need to know uh, battle drills, and they, they don't need to know that. Um, what the fuck are you smoking, man? Yeah, that's are someone who serious? doesn't know our heritage, right? Our heritage is as people who step yeah. off the farm and step into the fight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yes, he, this guy does do that. I'm, um, this guy does that's do ridiculous. That. Unbelievable, man. That's I mean, it, it so when you're teaching weapons, it was a country that came out of a war, like it, it was like, man, there was like 30 years of conflict that preceded the damn revolutionary war. I mean, it's like, but so yeah, again, I'll, I'll spare absolutely no opportunity to shit talk the whole fucking bro vet crowd, dude. I've no, and here's the thing, man, that crowd doesn't do shit for anybody but themselves. They don't give a fuck about you, me, or nobody else. It's all about the bottom line with them. That's all it is. They do not care. They do not care. They don't care about the community. They don't even care about the shooting community. All they see is, is people who get into firearms out there as a money mark, and that is all you are to them. You are a product. Nothing more, nothing less. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, I'm sure there's going to be somebody who's going to leave me a little snide comment. They or probably give me some shitty little email tomorrow about, oh, I, didn't, I didn't like what you said about my favorite YouTube personality out there. I don't give a fuck. Fuck YouTube. You know, fuck YouTube. Because if you're part of a cult of personality and, and you're too blind to see that somebody else is a human being, then they're, they're not Jesus. They're not your Messiah. They're a human being. Right. Yeah, that's one of and the worst things that I get is yeah. when somebody replies to me with, but so-and-so, you know, cool guy 556 or smooth operator 762 over on YouTube says this. I don't give a crap. At the end of the day, man, every of those guys have a little angle that they're trying to play, a little angle that they're trying to play, and that's their money mark, and, like, that's what they're going to do. They don't give a fuck if you learn about something or not, man. They don't care. They don't care. They do not care. And they do not care at the end of the day whether you actually learn some something competent that's going to keep you alive or not. They don't care about any of that. All they care about is the, is the money, right? Is the money. The money they're going to make and the groupie chicks because there's a lot of groupie chicks with that too, with, with that whole community. And and that's all they're interested in. We man. call them whores and from where I'm from. It, it's, I'm, dude, it, it's, it's awful. Right, so I think it's atrocious, and I despise that crowd. Simultaneously, though, like let, let's talk about the other side of the coin. There's also there's also a certain community out there that has developed on the uh, I don't want to say the exclusively the civilian side because there's some former dot mill guys that are roped up into this, um, but. These these cats these cats are strange, 
and they, you know, they're, they're socially awkward and they've almost turned this into a joke among them. And this is where you see like the, the Hawaiian shirts and like kind of weird shit coming from. Here's the problem with that. Look, man, I don't have a beef with anybody going out and training. Obviously, obviously, you know, that that's what I do. I didn't get into any of this. So in case, you know, any of the new listeners out there, which we seem to have, you know, new ones every day, I didn't get into doing any of this stuff because I needed to, or because I thought, Ooh, that's going to be a good market that I'll get into. I didn't do any of that shit. I got into this business all wrong. If, if I had got into this business different than I did. Right. But Hey, you know, I got into it because I wanted to help people. It was a. He gone again. And I got into it because I saw that it was helping people and it was a part time gig. It became a full time gig. Because that was what that that was the direction the Lord pointed me in when I, you know, I had I had kind of a bad run, a couple of bad semesters, one that was that was real bad. And, you know, when when uh, um, the you on a path, he doesn't just shut doors. He slams them in your face. And, you know, I said, hey, this is what I'm going to have to do. And um you know, and, and, and we prayed about it and, and, I, you know, it, it, I was so much happier in the reward of, of seeing folks really do well, um, and succeed in this community that was building. So that's very important to me. So I, I want to make that very clear, very, very clear. And that's why, you know, for, for a long time, like I downplay my background. I don't, I don't really talk about cool guy shit and like all the stuff that i've done man and and i only bring it up the guys in class that, that have trained with me know i only bring it up when it's relevant uh because it's, it's not about any of that and that ego shit that's 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 not not cool with me um because that's i i those guys I, i'm gonna tell all of you something i want to I take this moment to tell the world something here from the heart those guys who are egomaniacs they never lasted Never, 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 never. They never last. They were shitheads when they were in. They were shitheads in their units they were in. I promise you the guys that you will never hear of. You'll never hear their names. You'll never see them on YouTube. You'll never see them talking shit to people on Twitter. You'll never see them. But they they were the real, the real deal in those units they were in. And those guys... They fucking despise, they cursed ground that some of these bro vets walk on. I'm telling you, because I know these people, man. These, those are the guys that never really made it. They never really made it, and everybody hated them. Like, it, it just is. And, and unfortunately, you have those in every crowd. I know, like, you, I'm going to have somebody comment, well, Robin Hill's cool guy, he's in Dove Group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, so he was. Every unit has his shitheads in it. Like they, they just get through the cracks, man. Like it, it happens. They don't last though. I'm telling you, they do not last. And then when they, they want to sell you on them constantly, the shitheads. But here's the other side of the coin of this. 
I'm not saying that you got to be a super cool guy, you know, to get out there and train good skills on people. You you don't need to be. And in fact, I think that that sometimes, um, oftentimes, as as I'm finding, the the longer I go and the the uh, wiser I get, hopefully, what I'm finding is is that the um, the 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 less indoctrinated you are to one specific way of doing things, the broader your mind is opened up. And uh, I've got a crew here in North Carolina who came to me for training, and these are all young guys. They're all in shape. They're all solid as a rock. None of them are former military. They are all running dual tube nods. They're all very, very skilled shooters. And I'm telling you, um, I put them up against anybody. I, I mean, the, the, it's, it's, I always have those people that will come to class, and I wonder if I can teach them anything. And they came collectively as a group. And these are all buddies that, that met at training classes and were like, hey, man, you know, like we live not that far away. Let's get together. And they work on their skills and they have one hell of a cool thing going, you know, and, and very, very dangerous, very, very deadly guys, not people I would want to cross. Um, I'm, I'm pointing all that out because there's a dichotomy. These, these guys who are, they, they're putting things out there to be edgy. And they, you know, they want to be super cool. And then they're, they're making videos of themselves doing, doing dumb things. Man, guys who, who do know the difference cringe when we see that kind of thing. It's not that we don't want people training. All right. Obviously, obviously that is, that is not what I'm saying at all. It's not that we don't want people training. It's that we want I want folks uh is he gone it would appear so it would yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think we lost NC Scout. So, win on the Scotus thing. Too bad about the uh, pistol braces, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't win. No, very serious thing to me because I've seen the consequences of bad training downrange. And, you know, when you start doing a deep dive on some of these guys, even if they're claiming a military background and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, and then you realize eh, just so happens that they actually never went overseas. How, how did you get out of not deploying at the height of the GY? Uh, that's interesting. You know, it's, it's stuff like that, man. But then when you see the people who come out of the woodwork that are defending it, and they're like, oh, but, oh, but this guy, but that's called a personality. Okay. That is called a personality. And, and those are people you will never be able to reason with. But those are also people that you will never see in a class. Never, ever. 
Never will you see him in a class and never will you see him doing anything meaningful, right? Know the difference, folks. And I know for for a lot of this, I'm just kind of screaming at the wall. Um, and it is what it is, but I got to get it off my chest because when I see, when I see some stupid shit out there, it, I got to call it out, right? you know, because it, it's, it, it makes me want to rip my skin off when, when I see people making videos of clearing corners where they just run out into the middle of the fucking hallway and then shoot at targets they knew was already going to be there. Things like that. Um, that's the, the, basically, if you see somebody arguing over CQB footwork online, that's a person to be ignored. Okay. So, uh, anyhow, I think I need to, I need to refresh myself, handing it off to you guys, your thoughts. Wait, do people really talk about footwork on the internet? I thought that was just a joke. No, I'm sorry. No, no dude. Sadly, it is a that's big a... thing. People, when people send me questions like that, I'm just like, bro. Uh, that's you should a be serious ready to topic of conversation. The fucking groin is what you should be ready to do. And like, if if the bad guy like falls on the ground, just soccer ball kick him right in the fucking button, dude. Like just bing. But yeah, I don't know. Like that's the only <laughs> footwork I would say. Like you know, and also you know somebody might try to kick you in the leg. I've been kicked in the leg before, and man, it it Charlie horsed right up after I got kicked. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I fell to the Johnny's ground. You know horse. what? Johnny's got a Charlie horse. Yeah, I think <laughs> it hurt, man. It hurts. I walked with a limp I for think like that these uh I think that these stupid ass arguments come from they do originate in these tier one units because the tier one units are so perfect at the basics that they get bored. And then they're like, All right, we gotta figure out a way to like do this better. Yeah. And like come up with new things. Well they mock and then up it just the evolves from there. Targets. They do mock up targets. Um and uh like mock up the buildings and they'll go through like you know what do we think's in the building we no, I get that, but then like that mission specific training like that gets into their subconscious of like this is how you're supposed to train for any situation it's like well no like that's not you have to teach people the basics before you teach them you know like when you're entering certain shaped rooms or like if the door's over here, that usually means the layout is like this. And like, that's, but that's the, like the high levels. Don't, <clears throat> the basics don't allow you to be a grifter. So, you know, like Carl Erickson, man, tactical rifleman. He's, he's one of my favorite guys. Like people ask me about, you know, who, who, Uh, hola, lost again. Como estas? Pagvashi de la. Yeah, he's talking about tactical rivalman. I like that guy. He's a no bullshitter. You know, he speaks the truth. Doesn't overcomplicate stuff. That is nice. 
Because that is my problem. Like, man, the YouTube trap, and it gets a lot of people into it for sure. Because it looks sexy on a camera, but man, like, I don't know. I've seen people clear rooms for real, and it doesn't look anything like the shit I see on YouTube. Hi, like Johnny. Johnny, you've described it the best, I think, is, like, when you're clearing a room, like, you're not sneaking around. You're, like, kicking tables across the room and, like, throwing frag grenades inside of doorways. Like, you're not, unless it's a hostage rescue, but, like, you're <laughs> yeah, clearing every, a house. Yeah, every room's getting, like, two or three grenades. I'm not going in there. It's like, why would you go into the room to get shot? <laughs> Just throw hand grenades. <laughs> Like, that's how you Somebody, clear it. Clearing a building is like, is like clearing like, a trench or anything else. Like, it's like, it's a structure. Like, just clear it like every corner is going to fucking kill you. You know, hand grenades are cheap. Soldiers are not. My buddy, he Keep was like, hand hey, man, he's like, what's a, what's a good, like, house clearing gun? I was like, a belt fed <laughs> and a hand grenade? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, that. That'd be my personal preference, to be honest with you. No belt fed. Like, no belt fed. They're malfunction prone. Don't want to open bolt weapon. All right, fair enough. You're clearing a room. All right. I'm just saying, I I, I've had to do a malfunction M4. drill on a saw in the dark. Saw the really, saw really didn't want to do it. The saw is, uh, yeah, the belt fed. Yeah, the, the, the saw is finicky. And then, of course, like if you're uh, clearing a obstacle, your belt, if like one of the rounds has come loose, you, like belt maintenance and, and yeah. you know, uh, thinking of your belt, like you're always conscious of your belts and what's going on. Trust me, I used to manage like a thousand rounds worth of <laughs> That's That's why the PKM is such a genius firearm. Like it's it's such a genius belt fed wet like it's a genius firearm anyway, um you know th that's Klashnikov's other great achievements PKM a lot of people don't know, that. um but it has a non disintegrating belt, and at first you would think like dude this is kind of like I mean you're limited to a hundred rounds on this belt, but but belt doesn't go anywhere like it doesn't it doesn't break apart it doesn't disintegrate and it doesn't shift so you don't get kinks in the links great weapon man great weapon shit i didn't you know that's that. the sole reason why that's uh cool. the sole reason why i'm learning russian is because i want a pkm from our russian advisors during the second civil war <laughs> That's a genius. They will be uh, Venezuelan here. Yes. They will be Venezuelan. Venezuelan made? I hope they're like Cerakoted to match into like Southern California and then I can go take out some some beachfront property in Mexico. Why do you want to go to Mexico for beachfront property? I don't know. Mid-Atlantic beaches. I mean, it's pretty. There's Miles a lot of fish. Mid-Atlantic yeah. beaches are rocky. The fishing. Shelly shitholes. Yeah, they are. It's true. Maryland's <laughs> beaches are terrible. The water's ice cold. 
you step in and you get like whacked in the face by a four foot breaker like it's terrible <laughs> and the, Car- the Carolinas have much better beaches so and if the wind picks up it feels like you're getting uh like like power sanded like man it's bad it, yeah it's terrible it, it's not a good time yeah I don't know man Mexico's got some pretty got some very very pretty beaches but uh, just saying man Venezuela is is making a lot of military hardware down there including PKMs uh, the AK-103 but uh, including PKMs so it's uh, one thing I have not seen much of out of the Venezuelan production Hey, is Palmetto State going to make a PKM or not? I think we lost Scout. That's unfortunate. I thought I had a great question. I actually think they're going to – I would really like them to make an RPK. And source building the tubes. I don't know. Uh Hola. Dobre utra. So I don't know. Man. Bro, Starlink is some ass tonight. Uh, Are we talking about Starlink? Is that what I heard? Yeah, Starlink sucks. Oh, does it? I mean, for Scout, it does. Oh, What's he that? got Starlink. Yeah, I'm I'm using Starlink. So it's it, <sighs> but weak. no, it, Starlink rocks. Starlink rocks when now you're you saying do you got to raise up your uh, receiver. Yeah. Yeah. When when it is, and I'm I am. Which one did you get? Did you get the RV one or did you get the home one? No, nah, I got the RV one. Right on. Compound. I got the RV one. Yeah, it, it, dude, Starlink rocks when you have it. The irony in it going out, just as he was talking about when it's great. It's it's, it's on a hilltop. <laughs> it it that thing is awesome, but um. Here where I'm where I'm at in the woods, nah, it's it's I'm on it now, you know, so it's in and out. I I've considered it. It would make a good uh like call out system for sure. I've used it as that. Uh um, yeah, that, it's extremely that's one portable, of its greatest man. like benefits is like you could mount one in your car and like where are you not gonna be where your car is? You know, because we live in a car based society like it's smart. It's like having a hotspot, but always with you. And it's but better than a hotspot because it it can work in some pretty remote areas. At least check your email, maybe. Well, you can also make calls over it. And um, 
kind of a uh, kind of a peek into the future. Uh, I know we've got ten minutes left, uh, nine minutes left on the clock. Uh, kind of a peek into the future, going into twenty twenty four. I'm going to be changing up a little bit of what I do with classes. Um, the RTO course is going to be structured a little bit differently. Um, advanced RTO is is going to get so basically RTO and part of advanced RTO is going to get moved into a module called RTO one, and then there's going to be RTO two which is uh, HF based and it's, we're going to be doing things. Um, we're going to be doing quite a bit more. And uh, I think that, that people are going to be really happy with it. Um, but anyway, it, it's signals intelligence. We're going to be moving to a three day class as well with that. Um, just, just give more trigger time to the students, uh, more trigger time, more, um, more experience and, and, you know, we're able to cover more ground like that. And, uh, but with Starlink, there is, there's some interesting capabilities that you can utilize with Starlink. Um, now I saw uh, one of the people in the comments, uh, saying, you know, Oh, Oh, snuggling up to the globalist. Hey, um, you know, people can, can criticize Elon Musk and that's fine. And I'm not saying it's not valid. And I'm not saying that he plays in a, a pool of water that, that might not be tainted. But what I will say is this, is that there's a lot of things that you also don't know. Um, and one of the things is, is that Elon Musk has reached out to certain communities uh, that that are in this circle and is very, very embracing of helping out what we're doing. Uh, so I don't want to go too deep into that. Um, but what I will say is, is this take everything at face value, but, but in my opinion, the guy is solid. Uh, hey, so that reminds me, I lined up that training location. They asked me to for that, by the way. So. Right on. Right on. Yeah, it, it's, um. You know, it, it, it's when when I see people that, that normally and, and normally I would say, you know, hey, uh, you know, and, and I'm certainly uh, not the most uh, welcoming of, of that community and that class of people. Uh, but what I will say is this, is that uh, seeing certain things from people that I trust and uh, that man's interaction in particular with them. Um, in embracing this community in, in the way that he has and kind of what I'm seeing the direction of Twitter going in um, and, and what he's able to do with it. And Tucker Carlson's proof positive of this. Uh, he's, he's, he is proof positive of this concept and operation. Uh, so I think that, you know, and, and Hey, again, your folks are free to have their opinions about that stuff. Obviously, obviously. Right. It's, At the end of it the has, day, um, the um, telemedicine capabilities alone could potentially pay for the, you know, the upfront costs of the whole system. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, coming up on five minutes left on the clock, guys, uh, going into next week, what do you have planned? What is, um, 
you know, your objectives, training objectives for the week, what you got going on, what is coming next in your world, Johnny Paratrooper. Uh, I'm going to be working on my house and then we got a uh, shoot planned. So uh, working on security lighting, actually. Um, lighting is security. That's like 90% of security problems can be solved with more lighting. Right on. Joe Dolio. You know, the only thing I got going on is uh, planning out some courses of my own. Uh, I had to move my land nav thing I planned for tomorrow night to Saturday night, but but that's going to be an online thing over on locals. But we're gonna we're getting around some some in person land nav courses, which I assure you will be better than the last one you saw. And and you know, scout out some locations. We're gonna plan some weekends for it, and we're gonna make it happen. So, getting out there doing stuff, do the things. Hell yeah. Uh, even if it's just putting on a pair of hiking boots and just hitting the woods for a little while. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It ain't, you know, it ain't, it ain't going to be nothing crazy. Throw, throw, you know, throw 20 pounds in a pack on your back. You'll walk around for a little while. You know, just, just do the things, man. Patriot man. Patriot man. Patriot Man, are you there? Uh, I believe Patriot Man is possibly passed out sleeping. Sounds eh, somebody's breathing into a microphone. We're just going on and mute that. <laughs> it's like he unmuted, but he's breathing into a microphone. Like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Hey, oh, no, he did. Sorry. He totally did. He, man, that that's right. I'm talking about he's the going to the gym and all. I know what you did. His his gym was lifting twelve ounce weights, man. Uh-huh. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get mad. At oh him. man. Can't even get mad at him. Madman, let's talk about your class. <sighs> Yeah, I got a uh, tactical sig and exploitation coming up. What's that? Uh, weekend, August fifth. Um, uh, on Twitter, I kind of posted like a little bit of a day one, day two schedule. Um, you know, those kind of subjects to change. Uh, that'll be pretty much it, though. Um, obviously, more detail than that. That was like a vague. Kind of just giving everybody a general idea with what we're going to be going over. So it's going to be fun. Um, going to run through kind of like some SIGIN, your SIGIN class review, and then kind of get more into the weeds of like what you're doing with that information and uh, using some maps and shooting azimuths and, and using all that and using some of the advanced RTO techniques to relay that information and how it all kind of comes together and then uh sunday's That's gonna right. be a super fun like singing madman style capture the flag event i guess you could call it um That's right so that'll be fun i've got a um, i've got a new piece of equipment here i'm fondling that i picked up just for your ooh, class fondling huh an aor dv10 
So, yeah, man, this thing, it, we'll talk about it more tomorrow night, man. But this, this thing right gets a lot of hate online. Um, I, and, and I really think that it's a lot of ICOM guys. I think that ICOM was paying people to shit talk AOR because all, like this, this afternoon when I got back, I spent an hour when I, I got back home, uh, from working, trying to recreate all the things that people were bitching about. It, it it totally works. Like it it works and it works very well. Uh, locking on to DMR signals work very well. Uh, so let's well, just a know, receiver, man. right? Yeah, the DV10, right? Because that gets yeah. like uh, I can't remember. It's like it's like 100 megahertz to like one point something megahertz, if I remember correctly. It's like low. It's like 1.3 or something. Or gigahertz, rather, not megahertz. Yeah. Yeah, that thing yeah, looked pretty cool. Dude, it, it's a neat rig, man. But like I said, man, we we will we'll dive more into this thing tomorrow night. For sure. Sit down. On yeah. Um, one. Yeah. I'm uh but yeah, we got you know, we got a range day coming up. I gotta re-zero some stuff and Get uh, hell yeah! Get some more rounds through the AR. It's only got like a couple hundred, I think, so far. I'm gonna get that round count up. We can we can fix that when you come down. For sure. Just saying, I know I a guy who's got a range. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy that happens yeah, to have cool. a range. He's yeah. Just make sure. Uh, <laughs> just make sure there's no poison ivy. Dude. <laughs> Dude, we we cannot. See, this is that was thing, that man. was harsh, bro. That was unnecessarily harsh. All right, so for everybody who knows, they know. Knows they know. I did not have anything to do with that. That was somebody else's class that was being run on my place. And, and listen, if y'all don't let us set up anything longer. until until after dark, that's not my fault. That guy no longer no longer is affiliated <laughs> with me um, for a litany of things Ooh. he he did. I'm sorry, uh, I didn't mean. And to we all up. trip over our dick myself. from time to time. Yeah, we we all we all stomp on our dick from time to time. And and man, he, like he did it in an elegant fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, last in the shoot before we get kicked off. Of course, it is almost last call for alcohol. Patriot Man. So I have it on good authority that Patriot Man is still alive and he is he is talking because he texted me and he is in the comments saying that he is he is still here. However, there is no audio. Uh, so we can't hear you. All right. So anyhow, with that said, last couple of minutes on the clock and, um, <laughs> Jimmy got the saying he texting like Brandon. Ooh, we, uh, ooh, we, anyhow, 
Anyhow, promo code FREEDOM at checkout. Promo code FREEDOM, all caps, FREEDOM, at checkout. Brushbeater.store, 4th of July sale. It is going to be rolling through July 5th at midnight. All right, so I know, you know, you're going to burn it down, partying, shooting fireworks, doing all the cool guy things, and you're going to have that hangover when you wake up on July 5th, because I probably will too, let's just be honest. And, you know, hey, man, um, I'm giving you until midnight to take advantage of that 10% off sale that we have going on. So all the knowledge, right, field manuals, the books, Right. Gorilla's Guide to Baofeng Radio is over there in both formats, mass market as well as spiral bound. And of course, we have Gorilla Dispatch volumes one and two at a better price. And you're going to find it on Amazon, by the way. All the connectors that you need are going to be over there. Antenna making supplies are in route. They are in route. DMR, digital mobile radio for under $100. Encryption capable, by the way, under a hundred dollars and and i have got another product that is going to be unveiled tomorrow uh, it is scheduled to be on my doorstep tomorrow delivered here at the warehouse at the gorilla camp okay over here located deep in the heart of rural northern north carolina and i'm going to be unpacking that and putting that up and i think that you're going to want it that's going to be part of the sale too everything everything 10% off, 10% off, and fast shipping on all products. People have been getting stuff in about three days, right? So we're right up there with Amazon Prime right now, thanks to my wonderful family who's helping me out with all this. With that said, folks, God bless all of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Independence Day. Celebrate our freedom with a giant smile on your face because that's what the liberals hate. They want to see you unhappy. Don't be unhappy. Don't give them that satisfaction because you know what? We're Americans, damn it. And it is great to be an American. It is damn good to be an American. And you know what? I'm going to party my ass off this weekend rolling right into the 4th of July because I can. God bless all of you. Last call for alcohol bottoms up, folks. It has been a wonderful episode this evening of Sons of Liberty Live, episode 69. Go on and keep winning and shining, you crazy diamonds. Good night. This is NC Scout. Out.